0: Somewhere in a remote, uncharted region of the planet called Earth. Greetings, my friends. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And remember, my friends, future events such as these, will affect you in the future. Time in space contact has been established. We now transmit you direct to the tales from the silent planet. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Silent Planet. My name is Nick and I'm going to be your host today. I do not have Daniel with us, but I figured I'd take the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite short stories, uh, Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Now a fun fact about this story is that it was actually published in 1820, which almost makes it 200 years old. I think that is a test to how timeless it is, to how well it is written, and just to the fact that it really grabs the attention of the reader. There have been many adaptations of it throughout the years. I'm primarily going to deal with the book and kind of compare it to the movie a bit, only because I figure that's what most people will have as a reference point if they haven't if they haven't experienced the short story. So, I first came across this story from a Nickelodeon show called Are You Afraid of the Dark, which some of you may remember. They actually did a rendition of the story. I think they probably tweaked it a bit, but more or less I remember it from that, and it's never kind of left me. It's always been one of those haunts that is shrouded in mystery. You know, you never really kind of know how it ends, but you think you do, which is a really cool element for me. I like that a lot in a book or a short story in this this instance. Now, um, the movie specifically is very different from the book. So if you have seen the movie, uh, I would highly recommend you actually still pick up the short story either on Audible. Um, I wouldn't recommend LibriVox only because it's it's about as expensive as Audible. If you want to do that, that's cool. But um, you can also get it on paperback or even as free PDF online in the U.S. for sure. So lots of, lots of good ways to get that. Uh, the narration on Audible, the one at least that I have, I believe it's the most popular, is very good. So I would highly recommend checking out the audio sample for that, see if you like that, and uh, jump on board. At any rate, let's kind of compare the book in the movie a little bit, just so you have a point of reference as far as all that goes. So, if you have seen the movie, but you have not read the short story, you are missing out on a lot of details that Irving Washington actually put into it. The endings are very, very different. Um, I'd say the biggest similarity really is just that there is a character named Ichabod Crane, uh, along with many of the other townsfolk, and there is a headless horseman. And they kind of do incorporate some aspects of the book into it, which is kind of, in a sense, cool knowing the book. Or the short story in this instance, but still, I would highly recommend the short story over the movie. So, for those of you looking to get the quick version, again, check out the book. Short story, it is only an hour and 16 minutes long on Audible. And that's including the intro and outros by Audible, too. So anyway, Ichabod Crane in the movie is very, very different from Ichabod Crane in the book. In the movie, he's kind of this detached... Really intelligent investigator, kind of guy. In the book, he is a pedagogue. He's a school teacher who also happens to instruct people in singing and he loves to dance. He's very extroverted. Uh, he uses his charm to kind of garner favor, if you will. One of the most interesting parts about this book, and I'm just going to review a few reasons why I think you should check out the book instead of just the movie. And these are just a few of my favorites. But um, anyway, one of the reasons why I think you should do this is because the book has really good world building. Now, world building is just kind of building, you know, a world, a fictional world that's believable. Uh, A good one, anyway, should be believable. Now, he develops a world around an existing town called Terrytown. A lot of the history about the town in the book is quite accurate. I actually do not know where the fiction, where the history ends and the fiction begins, but um, there is a lot of crossover, which I really appreciate in a book because he's tying it to history and reality. Uh, so that's really great. He he really is quite brief in his descriptions, but the characters in the book, in the short story rather, are all believable. So that's a really cool aspect that I like, because I don't like shallow characters who are just kind of filler. I mean, yeah, you don't really get a whole lot of depth for anybody in an hour and 16 minutes. But at the same time, if you can introduce a character to me really quickly and make them seem real, that's something I'm going to get into. I really like that in an author, if they're able to write that way. So that's something that he does quite well. Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar, it's kind of a love story surrounded in a ghost story so uh, the whole town of Terrytown, more or less really subscribes to witchcraft and all that business and they're all kind of spooked out by these things i'd probably say first of which is ichabod crane our protagonist a uh, fun fact about ichabod he is not really a hero he's more of an anti-hero once you kind of learn his motivations and see how quickly he just wants to get ahead and kind of leave other people behind uh, in the book, in the in the short story rather, you kind of realize, you know, this really isn't a character that you can really get behind all that much. He's just kind of motivated selfishly. At any rate, I think that adds a lot to the short story, and I think that it makes everything a lot more palatable. Uh, Brom Bones... Is kind of the opposite of Ichabod. He is the antagonist and he is the alpha male of the town. He has a lot of rowdy friends and uh, just kind of mischievous if you will and he also is interested in Katrina Van Tassel who is the cockat or the flirt who they are both vying for. Now Ichabod knows that uh, Brom Bones could easily take him to fisticuffs, so he's a little bit more sly than that. He tries to outplay Braum in various ways. And again, that story is just kind of surrounded by the, uh, the legend of the Headless Horseman. So it's a really great book. Again, I'm not big into spoilers, so I'm not-